Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Start the clock. Debate's over. That's why. Did you watch? Did you watch the debate? I watched all three hours of the debate, and I gotta say, Jameis Winston looked really good last night. (laughs) Maybe that wasn't the debate I was watching. But three hours? Come on. I mean, by the end of it, Mayor Pete looked like he could buy beer. Three hours. It was so long that Cory Booker at one point ducked out to catch that J-Lo stripper movie. And, <laughs> and he got back before anyone noticed. That, that's a long... But to all eyes, of course, were on the, the big three center stage, Biden, Warren, and Bernie, or as they are known to their hips, snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> uh, oh, did you see the picture of the three of them together? It looked like one of those weddings where the ex-husband is invited. <laughs> but, uh, of course, again, the big issue was health care. And uh, Bernie and Warren, of course, support Medicare for all. And uh, Pete is for Medicare for all who want it. And uh, Beto... I don't know, I don't speak Spanish. But I... I... <laughs> Oh, Beto went hard on guns. Did you see that? He said, hell yes. He said, hell yes, we're going to take away your AK-47. And when he said AK-47, Joe Biden said, bingo. (laughs) I tell you, I... You know, I... (laughs) Look, I always say ageism is not good. You have to take case-by-case basis. But Joe, I'm sorry, he's the one who got it. He looked pretty good until the end. And then he answered a question about slavery reparations. We're talking about teachers' pay and Venezuela and record players. (laughs) Record... It was like watching a really old dog try to get up on the couch. (laughs) Uh, Record players? Yes, because he's hip! He's into vinyl! (laughs) Joke's on you, millennials! (laughs) That's not what it is. No, look, but Bernie Sanders is even older. Nobody makes any jokes about his age. It's not an issue with him because he doesn't act old. You know, it's not, it's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> Bernie owns it. He's like, I care about the Constitution because I wrote the damn Constitution. <laughs> now, 
thankfully, nobody on the stage really went after Obama this time. They went after Trump, yes. Good, good, good strategy. Uh, Amy Klobuchar said the country's being ruled by a game show host, and uh, Andrew Yang said, exactly, and we can't have that, which is why I'm offering every family in America $1,000. Uh, now, Trump himself had a relatively quiet week for him. He committed only, like, three brazenly impeachable acts. So, you know, <laughs> truly. But he did fire his third national security advisor, John Bolton. He said, Bolton made very big mistakes. <laughs> and not the kind you can fix with a Sharpie. Because, <laughs> you know... Oh, he... He loves that Sharpie. That's, that, oh, he, that's his thing now. It's like Michael Jackson's glove. He's got it everywhere. It's, after the Alabama hurricane was such a success? <laughs> he thinks he can fix anything with that Sharpie. Yesterday, he drew a smile on Melania's face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, it was the anniversary of 9-11 this week, and Trump posted a picture of him and Melania looking out on the empty New York skyline, and uh, Trump said he was thinking about the firemen. And uh, Melania, she was also thinking about firemen. <laughs> and, yet, and yet they stay together, which is not something you could say anymore for Sarah Palin and her husband, Todd. <laughs> yes, did you see that very sad news? Todd Palin filed for divorce. I don't know, it just happens they, they grifted apart. <laughs> Yeah, Todd filed for the board. That's when you know you've had enough, when, when you're willing to take your chances with the single scene in Alaska. <laughs> All right, we've got a great show. Michael Steele, Crystal Ball, and Fernanda Mundy are here. And a little later, we'll be speaking with New York Times writer and author Barry Weiss is backstage. But first up, he's an Oscar-winning filmmaker whose latest film is Fahrenheit 11.9. My good friend, Michael Moore. <laughs> Looking pretty svelte. Working, like, work in I, progress. I like it. Yeah, pretty good. So, all right. Now, we have had one discrepancy between each other over the year. Really, just the one I could think of, which is socialism versus capitalism. I, maybe my favorite movie of yours is, is Capitalism: A Love Story. Even though we've talked about it, I don't really agree that we should junk capitalism. And gov. I mean, I did an editorial here a few months ago, right. which was saying socialism. I praise it. You know, it, yeah. it, it lets people not sweat shit. It's not about just what you have. It's what you don't have to sweat student yeah. debt and uh, sure. if you get sick. So I believe socialism should be capitalism plus. Uh huh. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren mm. says she's a capitalist. Are you not okay with Elizabeth Warren being far enough to the left? I'm not so sure she believes that. I I I, I first. So Film. she's a liar. No, no, I think that Warren she's... Warren is a liar. Michael Moore. No. <laughs> Warren, she's taking, she's taking the cue from you, which is oh, you got to tone it down right. because people are going to be right. nervous. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that capitalism, the old capitalism is gone. The new capitalism is a cruel and evil system, Bill. And, and socialism... It can't be fixed. It can't be fixed. It's too late. 
We've gone too far. We've, we have almost virtually destroyed the middle class, that, the one that you and I grew up in. Sure. That's gone. So what is socialism? <laughs> to me, socialism is everybody has a seat at the table and everybody gets a slice of the pie. We have to believe in that if it's a democracy. Everybody has does everybody, to participate. Does, no, everybody doesn't get the same slice. Does everybody same. have to work for the pie? Well, if, uh, most people want we to can. work. Yes. Right. You, if, if you can't work, you still we, get a slice of the pie. But you would allow that we already have quite a bit of socialism in this country. Yes, and more will be even better for us. Yes, a and little And we more, will be more like... Like the, in the 50s, we had more. Or like in Canada. Right. Or other places where they have found a way to where capital, you know, just because you're against capitalism doesn't mean you can't earn a living or the people here, everybody needs to earn a living. That's not what this is about. Socialism and the democratic socialism. Right, it's not communism. That Bernie talks about. No, it, that, he's talking about the social democrats of Europe believe that there should be a system where people are taken care of, that there's a, that there's a safety net. If you fall between a crack, there's no crack, and they try to... And they have a lot of problems up. in Europe. France is always a mess. No one's working. Everyone's well, on strike. Yes, Everyone's pissed and, off. And Everyone's striking. In Italy, it's, and, it's a million lira for a dollar. And blo- right. We've heard this stuff all our lives. But it's but the true. Truth it's is, the other side it, of the story. The, tr- the, the only side of the story is if you get sick in Italy, you can see a doctor. That's and not the only cost. side. That, I know plenty the, of that, Europeans because, in this country who came if, here because they do not like European socialism. No, they came here because they wanted to go to Disneyland. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It's a they, glib answer, but they, it's not no, true. No, well, they you, like America, but they would never... They, they like, would never want to risk whether it comes to... whether no. they, 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 they In half those countries in Europe, they went to school for free. What okay. is, what, this is, I've heard you say this on but the But they air. don't feel they don't that like they can rise as high stuff. as they can. And that's... Uh, you cannot deny that. I mean, that's the good and bad part of America. You can rise higher, but to the people who are the losers, we say, good luck sucks to be you. Right. What, what we, I think we both want is yeah. to somehow come to the, a place where so, we're... Regardless of the title, what we call it, capitalism, capitalism plus, whatever, we do agree yes, that mostly. this particular system is cruel. Where, where the 99% work at the behest of the 1%. Yes. And that is, that is something where, you know, you shouldn't... The, the 1%, how much they own, how much of the wealth they have, and the other 99% have to, have to fight for these crumbs. You don't like that. I don't like that. And what right. we need is a, a change. So it's not just getting rid of Trump. I, I, you know, I don't know if you agree with all the polls that we've seen. There's at least four or five of the candidates that show in every poll they would beat Trump. If put up against Trump in, in the okay, poll... Okay, but we're only playing but, intra-squad games now. We haven't faced the real... This is like, you watch Training Camp with the... Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> you, you watch that show yeah. on HBO? Oh, yeah. it's, I love it. You I know, watch but, The Bachelorette, too, so I don't take oh, me wow. too much of value at But, that. you know, the quarterback wears a red shirt. They're playing in shorts. This is not the campaign. We're going to be fighting against Donald Trump. Right. So it kind of doesn't matter right you're now. Afraid, you're afraid that some of these candidates, if they say that there should, there should be uh, Medicare for all or that college should be free yes. or whatever, that well, this is going to hurt us. It's not going to hurt us because the American public... See, this is the thing that's really... I wanted to talk who, to you about who's this Who's us? I, yeah, that's... Who is the us? Right. The American well, people... Well, it's both. You and I have fought for years to, to get the country where it is now. The majority of the... You talked about climate change 20 years ago. You talked yeah. about so many things, the, uh, legalizing marijuana, the fact that that's just right. happening in one state after another now. You were ahead of the curve for so many years. Religion we fought itself. for these yeah. things. <laughs> no, we fought for these things. <laughs> you, yeah. the minimum right. wage. 
I'll tell you what Bill Maher believes in. The minimum wage should yes, not be $7.25 an hour. No, of the, course go not. Go down the whole list. Okay. Women should be paid the but, same but, as men wait, for doing the same the, job. Okay, but let's we go. got the country to okay. where Bill Maher and I, Michael Moore are at. Okay. Why pull back now, Bill, because and the, say we've got to go to the center because, to be safe? Because the country isn't safe. there. Because, I'm sorry, you're lumping a lot of vague shit together. The country is for raising the minimum wage, of course. The country is not for Medicare for all. As soon as you ask the question, get rid of private health insurance. I mean, Barack Obama said, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, mm-hmm. which turned out right. to be not true for only 2% of the population, and the whole country went apeshit about the 2%. Right. Now are you going to take away everybody's? Well, Completely every get rid of shows, private... Even though there were so many things to fix about Obama. They don't like that. that. People don't like that. No, they like the fact that their 26-year-old can still be covered, not That's Obamacare. That's, Ob- That's Obamacare. They like the things about Obamacare, but, right. but it didn't go far enough. And, and we've got 30 million people that are uninsured. Okay. We've got 50 more but million as, as Nancy, that are underinsured. That, that is the As Nancy sad... Pelosi points out, Obamacare is a better benefit. The Medicare for all doesn't play for, pay for catastrophic. You've got to do that yourself. Look, Bill, we're going to beat Trump. We're going to beat Trump. Well, that's not that's, a helpful you know, thing to say. No, it is. No, as I'm you, not, I'm not know, predicting it. We're, I know. No, no, I, no. You're the, guy, about this. you're the two guys. We're the two guys we're, who said Trump was going to win. And I'll say, so, if the election were okay, tonight, so if the election were tonight, Trump would win. How about wow. that? Ooh. All right. That's how dangerous it is because everybody is so. See, look at the same reaction when I said that three years ago. Yeah. No, no, right. don't say that. You have to respect the evil genius of this okay. guy. And yes, how he gets I, exactly. away with every right. fucking thing. Okay, so listen, here's an interesting thing. He will get I away only, with this if we don't, I, you and I and others, start fighting. Fighting for the progressive okay. things that we believe he, in. He wants to make the squad the face of the Democratic Party. I know one other person who wants to do that, you. Yes, we'll win. Okay. We'll win. So the squad? He, the, well, let me tell you, 70% of the people who are going to vote next year are either women people of color or young adults between 18 and 35. That's 70% of the electorate. Women, people of color, young adults. We should be appealing to them. And if you're saying that you don't like those women because they're, you know, Uh, you you, you disagree with them on a particular policy thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I but, don't... But, but, but what are you saying? They are not popular. They're going to hate the well, squad? They're not, they're not popular. That's not true. Oh, Young people true. love them. People of color love them. Women love them. Uh, I'll say it again. I, 70% well, of the electorate okay, are those of three. The, of the entire electorate, not one of them has an approval rating above 25%. So you're making this up. They're not beloved, these people, because they don't believe in things that a lot of people believe in. Like what? Not Medicare for all. Uh, yes, and people do believe in Medicare for all. People do believe it. I know you've got your polls, I've got my polls. Right. But I'm I mean, telling you, if, you, if you're out there with people, this, people do believe this. That's why all the candidates have tried to sign on with the they exception didn't like of one it or two. When, when they called Nancy Pelosi a racist. You know, they think they go too far, and I think they go too far you know, in a number what? of issues. Hey, guess what? And, and Some if you, young people go too far. You know, you know, first of all, this thing where we're always... You are always romanticizing the young people. Everybody yeah. looks good when they're young because they're yeah. not in power. They don't have to make decisions. Yeah, but they they're, have they're, the they're power so perfect. Now. They're so innocent. No. And you know what? When they get to our age, they'll be assholes, too. Because no. when, you, <laughs> when you get... Like, every generation, Mike, every generation... This veneration of the young. Yes, of course, everyone's idealistic at that age. And then you have to pay taxes and you raise a family. You have to find a way to put food on the table. You have all to right. do all this shit. And you get near money and you like it and it corrupts you. Do you think they're going to be as innocent yeah, as everybody see, else? Here's the great thing, is that we, we were young. There's so many of us at our age now. We were hippies. And then no, they and voted now, for Reagan. And now, and now, no. The, we didn't. If, if, Some of them did. 
He got if elected. You, if you were 55 years old in 1980 and you voted for Reagan, you're dead. Right okay, now. but um, no, he didn't. no, don't don't put down what our generation and the people that came after us did. We actually we held on to our values, and that's right. why gay people can get Defending married. Defending our generation. No, that, that, you're, no, you're making it sound like you know, young people. It's going to get tough for you, and it's going to be awful. I'm going to say, and then you're going to get more conservative. That's they are. Not, no, they're no. Of we course. our generation is not more conservative. We live in a liberal country. The majority of Americans, I'll go through it again, Bill. Yes. agree with us yes. on minimum wage, mass yes, incarceration, yes. Uh, women's rights. I agree. Uh, Pro-choice. They're, they're with us right now. Why not take the moment when we're in power? It, and, and use it in this okay. election. Let me ask you. Let's get rid of Trump. And yes. let's get the... You don't want to do that. I want to talk about how I get in Michigan, how we turn things in November. Is that okay? Can okay. I just, I just want to give you an example. Michigan went red in 2016, voted for Trump. Myself, my friends, a whole bunch of other people in Michigan said, this is embarrassing. We have to turn this around. So what we did was we decided to go with ballot proposals last November. We got two ballot proposals that were targeted to get out the youth vote and targeted to get out the thousands of African-Americans who stayed home and didn't vote for Hillary in 2016. And so we put a gerrymandering proposal on the ballot to make gerrymandering illegal, and we put a legalized marijuana proposal yeah, on the ballot. I've been out for that and, for a long time. Okay. And we, but, passed, we okay. passed both of those yes. ballot proposals. But what it really we, did was... We doubled the number of young people who came out to vote from the last off-year yeah. election in well, 2014. We're definitely on that And we page. brought out thousands of African Americans who had had it and stayed home because okay. they didn't want to vote for I Hillary. I just want to tell you, one... if we want to win next year, if we right. get ballot proposals on in the swing states that will bring out young people, free college, minimum wage, that will bring out African Americans, how about the states that don't have the Equal Rights Amendment for women? Okay, let's but, put those on the ballot next the, year, you're, and you're, let's have millions of more women come out. This is how we win. Yeah. I mean, you're fighting an election that isn't the real election because no matter how many people come out in those kind of places, that's California. You can win by 5 million votes in California. It won't no, matter they'll, they'll because you have to win Michigan. Wisconsin and Michigan We are going to win those if we do these right. things. Uh, we can maybe. win. We don't do you know. Mean, you're not Nostradamus. We well, I know, uh, that, I know that Bernie, yes, okay. Bernie, in the, Bernie okay. won Michigan and Bernie won but Wisconsin. I, I and then she wouldn't go there. But the last, guy who really, the last guy who really won big was Barack Obama. He was a centrist. No, he wasn't. He, would, he governed as a centrist. He ran as Hard. a populist. No, he didn't. He ran. He ran. I voted into the bill. Okay. He, I he was a centrist. Booth. No. You just saw I him. I voted him Look. for him. I went in the voting booth, and on the ballot it said, Barack Hussein Obama. That's not a policy. And no, you, but if you're playing it safe, okay. you don't put fucking Hussein on I, the ballot. Okay, I don't think it was up to him. He's a centrist. A I don't centrist think, I don't doesn't think, call himself it, Hussein. Yes, it may not have been up to him whose name got Are on the kidding? ballot. Are you kidding? No, the, the, the candidate has to sign off whether you're William Jefferson Clinton or Bill Clinton. Yes, it's up to the candidate. I, 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 if you're telling me that Obama purposely put Hussein on the ballot yes, he to, did it. to get he, votes, he had, we'll he have had to have that discussion another time. He did it because but, he had courage. Put your money where your mouth is. I'll bet you on that. That He didn't say, let's get Hussein on the ballot. Yes, he I wanted can't. his middle name. You, how much are you going to bet me on that? Uh, <laughs> I, I will bet you. Uh, make it difficult on yourself. <laughs> make it difficult on yourself? Yeah. I mean, you just... Oh, make it difficult on me? Yeah. What do you oh, want to bet? Um, Another trip to Hawaii? I, I, a, a trip to Hawaii with you? Well, I love that. You did it once. <laughs> Thanks. Michael Moore, everybody. Let's meet our panel. Okay. Am I going to lose that bet? Am I going to lose that bet? Did Obama... Did Obama... 
Yeah. Did Obama purposely put his... Yeah, he put his full name on there. Yeah. Purposely. Yeah. All right. On this yeah. one, I want to go to Hawaii with him anyway. <laughs> I, 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 this is my way of getting him to Hawaii. Okay. So, uh, these debates. I have a quick question. Are they... I'm not... Sorry, I have to introduce these people. He's a political strategist who hosts the podcast Strange Days, Fernanda Mondi. Okay. <laughs> she, uh... She co-hosts The Hill's morning show, Rising, and she's the author of Reversing the Apocalypse, Hijacking the Democratic Party to Save the World, Crystal Ball. And he's the former RNC chair and host of the Michael Steele podcast, Michael Steele. Okay. Don't forget to send us your questions for tonight's overtime, so we answer them after the show on YouTube. My question, are these debates helping? Yeah, Yes. I, th- I think they are helping. I mean, look. The it's, Democrats? It's helping the Democrats <laughs> by putting a spotlight. But let me tell you what the problem with the debates is thus far, in my opinion, as a Democratic strategist. You know, last night, perfect example, they spent 39 minutes talking about the nuances of health care, later the positions on trade. We've got a goddamn national emergency with the most unfit, unfaithful person of the Constitution in the White House, and it seems like they're running against George W. Bush or Ronald Reagan. I think the case needs to be made that this man is out to destroy American democracy, Bill, and if they don't I... start talking in those terms, then it might be in trouble but... in November next year. Okay, so the, if the question is, are the debates helping the Democrats, the answer is Absolutely, positively not. I mean, the moderators are on the Republican talking points, right? They want to pit Elizabeth Warren against Joe Biden against Bernie Sanders. It's infotainment. I honestly thought Andrew Yang, in the second debate, had the best line of anybody when he said, look, we're up here with makeup on. This is the reason we have a reality show president. Yes. Because it's all a reality show. It's all about WWE rather than the substance on health care and trade policy and things people actually and care about. And he's already giving people $1,000? Did I hear that right? Yeah. 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 $120,000 campaign. But I just that, want to That's say... okay now to pay people to yeah, vote you for you. Yeah, you, you think that there's a functioning FEC in this country? I, I got another that, thing right. coming for you. Well, all, all I can say just at the very beginning, between Michael Moore and this conversation, I'm having a good time. This is... <laughs> this is... Well, y'all need to work this out. All right, y'all need to work this out. But here, but we're but, paying you, so get in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, honestly, um, I, I think I think the analysis so far on both sides is correct. Uh, the Democrats are helping themselves in that they are having substantive policy discussions. The question is whether or not the American people are really taking it in and absorbing it that way. Elizabeth Warren, she has a plan for pretty much everything, and that's a good thing. Uh, except health 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 care. Yeah, well, she she (laughs) hasn't told us exactly how she's going to pay for it yet. Um, But the fact of the matter is she does. The problem is when you have moments like you did last night with uh, Julian Castro, Mm. who just put out one of the best sound clips for the trust, uh, Trump campaign if Biden is the nominee. Yeah. Uh, and so you have, you, have to, you have to be in the space. And you've been a candidate, but I've been a candidate, a we know how Everybody it's... Everybody was hand-wringing today about Julian Castro going right. after Who Joe cares? Biden. You don't think Trump is going to come after him so much harder? You can't handle Julian right. Castro right. and you <laughs> no, think that you're ready for fine. Donald Trump? That's what I'm hate about training that's camp. Fine. It's just training camp. But, but, you, run, but you run the anti-immigration commercial and behind that you run that. All right, you run that conversation. So you're reinforcing the negative narrative about Democrats in a general election. And that's what, that's what the Democrats can, have to stop Can I doing. present a scenario? I think this might be one of those years where it's the, as the discussion Mike and I were having. It's that they can't get over that centrist versus socialist thing. So 
Elizabeth Warren at some point takes Bernie's voters, he drops out. It's Warren and Biden. But and they go to the convention, and it's deadlocked. This has happened before in American yeah. politics, and they need a compromise candidate. I'm looking hard at Amy Klobuchar. You yeah. know why? Because, like, this is not an insult to Amy Klobuchar, I like you, but when they put generic Democrat on yeah. the ballot... They win. So if you don't but have a... Fa- but Bill, she's a but woman, Bill, so, like, that helps... That wins. moves a lot with the Wokesters, and then she's Why a... Why do you think that economic populism, whatever you want to call it, socialism, democratic socialism, etc., Medicare for all, is so unpopular when a poll just came out that had Bernie Sanders beating Trump in Texas by more than any of the other candidates? The last 20 polls have shown Bernie Sanders beating Trump. And here's the other thing, though. Meaning? Meaning that you don't need a centrist to win. Centrism is why we have lost. It's why we lost well, a thousand state of, house yeah. seats. It's why we lost the White House. We ran a centrist. But, but we it, lost. But, but even the centrists in the Democratic Party are pretty far left. They're right. not... They're they're center, that, Bill, they're you got the right... They're center left in the whole country, not just the liberal bubble. You got the right C word, but it isn't centrism. It's charisma. Who is the Democratic candidate that is going to inspire America, build a movement? Those are the Democratic candidates that we... Well, we're fucked There's nobody who supports these candidates? Who has the multiracial working class coalition that you could build from to inspire people to actually show up on election day? That is still Bernie Sanders. So I don't know why you okay, so, drop out. So, it ain't enough. It ain't, so, the, 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 this is this is the thing. You know, I think Democrats need to get their head around uh, in, in in this upcoming election. Michael Moore is absolutely right. You hold an election this coming Tuesday, Donald Trump is going to win re-election. You hold an election a year from this November, Donald Trump is going to win re-election because the way the narrative is being set up at the moment is playing directly into a lot of the fears that took those bricks out of that blue wall that Democrats have been able to build in the Electoral College for almost a generation, right, and gave it to Trump. Trump figured that out. The challenge is how do Democrats figure out to get those blue, those blue bricks back. But back. And, and one last point, one last point. This election, folks, is not about the future of the, of the country. It's not about the future of the Democratic Party. It is about a transition away from Trump, who gets us back to normal and stable. There is no back to normal, who, who, well, and that's the problem. Well, There's no the, back to normal. You have to have help, a new The something. people will give you some guidance on what that is for them, okay. and you need so, to listen so, to them let, to let hear me, that. Let me ask this question, then. I hear this term existential a lot, this word, talking yeah. about Trump. He's an existential threat. I agree. Yeah. I've said that for a very long time. That's why when I say I'm rooting for a recession, how could you, Bill Maher? Because you just said it was an existential threat. But he's not We've just had 47 ex- recessions. Wait, we can wait, get through it. Wait, that's not okay. the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, it's not. But he's not, he's not just an existential threat. He's an asymmetrical but political an, actor if it, if that it, is playing in a conventional game. Okay, but if he is this existential threat, and yeah. I think he is, excuse me, then would Elizabeth Warren be willing to take one for the team mm-hmm. and be Joe Biden's running mate? Could that ever happen? Why do we want I think Joe that's Biden up for the Democratic Party. I'm just because he can't because be because vice president. I'm looking at the scenario where there's the there's the far left and the center left, and we have to come together. I'm trying to be practical. Okay, Joe Biden can't be vice president again. But Bill, I think what you don't understand is that so it would have to be Biden Warren. If you look at their coalitions. 
Are we serious? Biden and Bernie have more voters in common than Bernie and Warren, because voters don't vote like this. They don't look on an ideological spectrum and say, I'm more yeah. with this person. They look at who do I trust, who's full of shit. Right. And that's the problem with centrism, is a lot of times centrism, especially in the Democratic Party, comes off as being full of shit. But centrism... Full-tested, focused group, okay, but, full of shit, not But there isn't food. really a centrist... Centrism is Joe Manchin. We have lots of centrists in the Democratic say, you, Party. You just, Am I right? You just called a Joe that, Manchin a full, is full of shit. So what do you think? What do you think people who support that kind of candidate is going to do in this next election when, cycle? They're not coming home to your to, to roost with you. They're going to hang with Trump because the better the devil I know who respects me and doesn't call me names, and it's, then the devil, it's the not about looks at me and says full of shit. It's not about centrism. It's who is going to fight for American democracy? Who is going to stand up against this corrupt administration? The only person talking with that visceral energy right now that is building a movement, and we see it in the polls, is Elizabeth Warren. And if, to your point, Bill, if the primaries show yeah. that the polling says that Biden is the best guy to beat Trump, then Biden's going to win the nomination. You're right. It, the fact that they haven't impeached him with just the things he's done in the last few weeks. I started this last week. It has to be a two-parter. That's how bad this guy... <laughs> I, I mentioned the fact that he was seizing land to build his wall and telling people to break laws and then promise them pardons. Right. If, okay... Stop, don't even go with the if Obama did it because my head will explode. <laughs> uh, what's going on in the Ukraine? He, he's, yeah. he's, he, he's suspended aid to the Ukraine because they won't help him in his campaign against Joe Biden and find dirt. Okay. Ireland, the whole thing where his fail, failing golf course is getting paid to house American servicemen on their stopovers. The market manipulation. He said he talked to China a couple of weeks ago. It was a complete lie. Even the people in administration said he did it. And then the stock market jumped up. The, to say nothing of, and this isn't impeachable for real, but if Obama had invited the Taliban <laughs> on the 9-11 anniversary <laughs> week oh to God. Camp David, yeah. people would have they lost have, wait, their, their shit. If Obama had done that, they <laughs> Mine, wouldn't have impeached right. him. <laughs> They wouldn't have impeached Obama being invited to the Taliban. They would have sent SEAL Team 6 to right. do to him what Obama did to Osama bin Laden uh, all those years ago. So, yeah, so, it's, so it's the problem. fact that the Democrats have let this just fester, they're like a parent who never learned to say no to their child, and now the child can do anything. And that looks weak, and I keep saying it, people don't vote on policy. They vote on strength yes. or weakness. And they've this dithered, looks weak. They've dithered and they've dicked around and they've right. missed their chance. Now, what I will say is I think we focused on all the wrong things. We focus on the corruption, which is real, and he has been far more brazen and taken that to a level we've never seen before. The American people look and go, so many of these people are corrupt. Look at Joe Biden with his deals with his son and his brother. But Look at Bill Clinton cashing in, and it doesn't... Re what we should be focused on, and what I would be all for impeaching him on, is the actual harm he's done. The Muslim ban. Kids in cages. Institutionalized cruelty. The actual real harm that has been done today. Not to mention inciting violence and giving comfort to the greatest domestic terrorism threat, according to the FBI white nationalists. I, I understand. And a lot of that is true. But the, the problem with some of that is that you have a situation now where he's getting reinforcement from the court, from the judicial system. The Supreme Court yeah. just recently coming again right. and saying, yes, you can go and do these things within the context... And you better get the election the right, or else there'll right. be more judges. And, yeah, and the that's fact right. that the Democrats aren't focusing right. on the Supreme Court, you have, a, you have now three debates and not one conversation about it. Now, everybody was, you know, blowing their mind over Kavanaugh, blowing their mind over, over Gorsuch, and yet when you have a chance to stand before the nation and tell us what kind of court system you want, 
We don't know. That's a good point. So right, when so Trump comes out and says, I'm going to give you the court, they're like, okay, gotcha. Right. Can I give you some good news? Good news? Okay. Uh, Trump, some really good news. Trump was asked about how he defines victory in Afghanistan this week, and he said we could beat them very easily uh, <laughs> by doing certain things. And I'm not talking nuclear. <laughs> so certain things we could do, but you'd lose millions and billions of lives, and I don't want to do that. So... The president doesn't want to lose billions of lives. How about that? <laughs> right. That's some good, good news job, for James. Good job, sir. All right. Here's the, here's the billion... This man is insane. The bad news, uh, Brad Parscale, he is Trump's campaign. campaign manager, said this week, the Trumps will be a dynasty that lasts for decades. If you thought it was bad now, I think you see that Don Jr. I think you see that from Ivanka. You see it from Jared. I didn't believe him until I saw him on the internet. They already have the campaign posters for the kids. Would you like to see them there? Oh, my God. Like, like Jared Kushner has. When you get that ballot, I'm the face you want to punch. <laughs> uh, Don Jr. and Eric have the douche doesn't fall far from the bag. <laughs> Melania, 2024, uh, the news is fake, but the tits are real. (laughs) Eric Trump, great America make again. (laughs) Uh, Jared Kushner, Jewish, but not the weird kind to wear fur hats in the summer. Baron Trump, 2052, don't change direction now. We're so close to building that wall. (laughs) All right, she's a staff editor and writer for the New York Times op-ed section and author of the new book, How to Fight Anti-Semitism. Barry Weiss is back with us. Barry Weiss. Hello. How are you? It's great to see you. Oh, you got your cards. You're all ready to go. Get nervous, Bill. I know. Well, we, well, let's talk about your book. You must know your book Light pretty topic. well. You just wrote it. Yeah. Well, I thought, yeah, of course it is very serious, but I thought the interesting, many interesting parts of it, but uh, something I would like to hear you talk about is the fact that anti-Semitism, uh, it's more than just about the Jews. It's about the health of a society that for pretty much all through human history, as, as certainly as long as the Jews have been around, whenever a society becomes anti-Semitic. It's an indication about something wrong in their body politic. That's interesting to me. That's exactly right. I wrote this book not just because my synagogue in Pittsburgh was the one that was right. shot up in October 27, 2018, but because the more I researched this topic and looked at Jewish history, and really all of history, I found that societies where anti-Semitism thrives are societies that are dead or dying. Why is that? It's because anti-Semitism is the ultimate conspiracy. And when anti-Semitism thrives, it's a a sign that that society has replaced truth with lies. And so anti-Semitism is a kind of... One way to think about it is that it's a thought virus that's carried forward in civilization. And just like any of us have lots of viruses in our body at a given time, as long as we're healthy, they don't show themselves. When a society begins to become unhealthy and tearing itself apart, as we see here and throughout Europe, anti-Semitism begins to show its face. But why the the Jews? Why do they have the kick-me sign on their back? Well, I mean, I'd have to go back to the book of Matthew and even before that to Egypt uh, in 300 BCE. Mm. The, the, The... 
I mean, there's so many different peoples in the world. Sure. I mean... I mean, why, and a lot of them have gotten shit from a lot of people, why the but Jews it just is, seems the Jews are always on the move. Yeah, we, we are. We are. Okay, and I think um, here's, here's one reason for it. So... When the Jews rejected Jesus as the Son of God. Oh, that thing. Okay, that thing. That's right. <laughs> I knew there was something I had forgotten in that whole thing. That little detail. Always comes back to him and his bad well, day. No, but okay. just think about it. Just think about it for one yes. second. So if you look at the, the, right. the, the idea that the Jews that. get the, the most power, the tiny Jews get the most powerful empire in the world, the Roman Empire, yes. to do their bidding by killing Jesus. And if you look at the anti-Semitic tropes that we see now, what is the Jew? The Jew is not, it's not like racism where the person of color is subhuman and the, anti, and the racist is punching right. down. In the anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, the Jew is the wily manipulator, the puppeteer, the person close to power that gets power to do its bidding. And in a way, it all goes back to that original conspiracy. Well, I am no expert on Judaism, <laughs> although I try never to pay retail. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> but I, I but... You're gonna get in trouble for that. I'm oh, excited. like I can give a fuck. Um, oh, like this week will be different. But yeah, it's, you, you also make the point that they're kind of getting it. The Jews are from both sides. I mean, there was always the right, the fascists. They always had a thing out for the Jews. But, uh, you know, in the last 20, 30 years, it's also been the left. And, I mean, you talk about how being anti-Semitic now is survivable. It in is. American politics. Well, it's certainly survivable, survivable in European politics. I mean, just right. look at the Labour Party, which is run by an anti-Semite, Jeremy Corbyn, right. who's transformed, you know, one of the most important political parties in his image. One Jew. Isn't that great? Um, <laughs> one Jew. But look what's happening. I mean, my fear is that that sort of thing could be happening in the Democratic Party. And I see that in, you know, the, the, the squad that you and Michael were talking about before, where, mm. unfortunately... Some members of the squad support the BDS movement against Israel, which seeks nothing less than the elimination of any Jewish state between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea. I mean, I'm sure people are going to say, hey, you're all talking about this when just this week, Bibi Netanyahu was talking about annexing parts of the West Bank, which I'm not sure if I think that's a great idea. But, you know, they have had 70 years to do something, to come up with a peace deal. If if there wasn't this, this incessant hostility... Yes, it's a terrible situation. Both sides have a claim to the land. The Jews, 70 years ago, were like, let's share it. Right. They were like, no, we want to kill all of you. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you demand all and you don't get it, right. make a deal. But also, make a deal. But also the left... But also one, the left is insisting because it benefits their worldview, the far right. left, on conflating what I think of as Bibiism with Zionism. These are two very distinctive things. I am a huge critic of the current prime minister of the state of Israel. I believe that just as the Jews have a claim to the land, so too do the Palestinians. And if Israel wants to be a democratic liberal state, there needs to be two states. But But the idea, it's like... But but those people are trying to say that just because Bibi's prime minister, that somehow Israel doesn't have a right to exist. You would never make that argument that just because we have a terrible president right now, we should dismantle America. Let's not forget that, first of all... 97% 97% of the West Bank was on the table in the 90s in the Oslo Accords. They did not take that deal. Also, the West Bank was controlled by Jordan for 19 years. Where was the Palestinian state then? These are things you don't hear in the American media. Okay, let me ask you... Oh, now we have five Jews. <laughs> 
So um, let me ask you about this. Uh, it, you read something interesting about how we used to be afraid, and this is very personal to me because the anniversary of 9-11. I always think about the tragic events of 9-17 when I... Oh, God. What? That was the six days after yes, I know, when I, know, I went on... I yeah, happened. and I got fired after that. Um, and, uh, you know, I got canceled because... Uh, you were canceled before canceling was b- a thing. Before it was a thing. Uh, and when, when it happened literally in TV... And uh, it was because the sponsors pulled out. And you say now it's not really the advertisers, it's the readers. It is. Mm. Because, because of social media, I believe that mm-hmm. if all of the journalists who work for the New York Times, and frankly every other paper in this country... That's your paper. Yep, got off Twitter for six months, we would see a wildly different and, and improved uh, way of covering the news. And the reason for that is that Twitter, it's, and by the way, it's not just journalists, it's politicians. I was talking to, um, the the, of, yeah. I was talking to the chief of staff of a, of a popular congresswoman, and he was talking about how all of the staffs of all of these politicians literally just look at Twitter, look at the reaction, and then calibrate what the politician's going to say based on that immediate response. God, and the same yeah, thing, I think, it, is happening in journalism, which is that we're looking to what enrages readers. And frankly, if you're a normal human being, you don't want to step into a minefield. No. I mean, with, you know, exceptions. We all have. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but yeah. that is yeah. the problem, is that because we have just this immediate reader response, I fear that but it's we, sort of corrupting but, but the work frankly, that we do. frankly, the answer is that people should be able to step into the minefield. Of course. Fearlessly. Because unless we stand up to Twitter and that mob, nothing is going to change and Trump is going to get reelected because he makes Twitter his bitch. And Twitter makes Democrats their bitch. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think that the point, though, was just made about how the, poli- the political class now revolves around the, the, the Twitterverse and, and the social media response, the immediate gratification or dissatisfaction. It's such a small representation. It is a very small representation, but, you know, it's a matter of, you know, it's, it's what, uh, you know, Casio uh, uh, cortez said at one point uh, to the speaker. Uh, she's, you know, I've got four million uh, followers. Yeah. And the speaker's response was, but you only have four votes. And, and so that reality yeah. is is the the yeah. new paradox but for a lot of the but political set leadership. The agenda. Right. AOC. AOC. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I'm exactly. here for it. I love for, that for personally. What? Green New Deal. She put that on the map. Yeah. I mean, the whole reason right. that we're having that conversation yeah. is because of a freshman member of Congress. I do want to say, Barry, I want to commend you on your book. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that you raise this issue of anti-Semitism and how it has gotten to a level that I don't think anyone our age would have imagined, right? My son had to stay on a preschool because there were bomb threats, there was graffiti on the walls, et cetera. But what concerns me is this whole conversation focused on some comments that were off color from a few freshman members of Congress. When we have an entire alt-right, online, violent Crystal, my synagogue? Movement. My synagogue? But, 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 but why do we... Wait, hold on, hold on. Do why do we always have I, to have a competition? Think, hold on, Aren't they both bad? I take white supremacy seriously? Of course yeah, you do, but, there's an, like, but you make this an equivalent thing. I don't. And I don't see how you can. I don't. I think there are two very different kinds of anti-Semitism, and maybe let me make them really clear to you. Sure. They're very clear in my book. One announces itself bluntly. Mm-hmm. It's the guy that walks into the synagogue, as he did in Pittsburgh, where I was bat mitzvahed, and said, all Jews must die. 
there is consensus in this room and in this country about that kind of anti-Semitism. Right. Everyone knows that that's evil. The difference on the left is that it smuggles itself into the mainstream in language that is a siren song to progressive ears, the language of anti-racism, the language of social justice. That is what happened in the Labor Party. And while it may not be phys as physically violent, yes. if someone's going to walk in here and kill us, they're going to be a white supremacist. Hold on. Hold on. If someone's going to come in here and kill us, they're going to be a white supremacist. A hundred percent. Yeah. There's not a question about that. Well, but I am here to sound the alarm on something that could be coming. <laughs> no, no, that... but, but also, I'm here Wait to... My job yeah. is to tell Not necessarily people... just a white supremacist. No, okay, since, of course. Wait, 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 this is germane, because yeah. since 9-11, I just read this, since, 9, since September 11, 2001, almost the exact same number of people, I think 104 to 105, have been killed by Islamic jihadists or white supremacists. Now, if you start the count on September 10th, 2001... It's a very different count. Sure. I'm just saying. I guess there's, I... There's, there's, there's bad on both sides. We don't have to competition over but, which is worse. They're both bad. Let's hate them and no, fight they're, them they're, both. But, but I don't know what this fight is about. But I do want to say, though... But they're very but different kinds of threats. I, I, I don't think that everyone who's in Palestine is an angel. I don't think everyone associated with the BDS movement is an angel. But I think you're right to say that there is a danger in the conversation that's going on in the left now, because for the first time, there is a real focus on the human rights of the Palestinians and the unacceptable apartheid state that exists now, which is not yes, sustainable. Yes, but what we don't, what we don't hear is... It is a danger for the status quo, look, because no, this is the first time no, it's been acceptable to challenge on. that. The BDS movement is not about human rights for Palestinians. I support human rights for Palestinians. You know how I support human rights for Palestinians? By also caring about the half a million Palestinians living in Lebanon, confined to 12 refugee camps where they are denied work in something like a dozen fields. No one talks about that. Sometimes it's only when Israelis are in the mix that we care. But here's, there are here's, a million Uyghurs I think that's in China, yes. Muslims in concentration 100%. camps. Somehow the left who claims to care so much about Palestinian but, lives and Muslim lives don't, don't talk about but that. We do talk about the Uyghurs. And I know really? Shida Tlaib in particular has been critical of the Saudis as well, our great friends, okay. the Saudis. I, so there has been a consistency right. there. Can, can I ask... The human rights piece right. is real, and Israel is supposed to be our great democratic right. First ally. First of all, all a lot of the audience is saying, aid. who the fuck are the Uyghurs? But we only have a couple of minutes <laughs> left, and we used up all the time. I just wanted to say, 18 years since 9-11, I think we should say a thanks, and I never do this kind of shit. You know me. I am not an ass-kisser, but it's not about that. It's real. The CIA... FBI, mm -hmm. yeah, local police. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of yeah. people did a lot of work. A lot of shit could have happened. And, they, and they're under siege now from you-know-who. So, what if it happens again? Does Elizabeth Warren have a plan for that? I mean, to, you know, they always have that saying, in the, in the, like in Afghanistan, you, the, talking about the American soldiers, you have the watches, we have the time. Mm -hmm. 18 years is a blip of time to jihadis. So the fact that it hasn't happened doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. What if it happened between now and the election? Are the Democrats planning for that? 
What is their response? No, I don't think they are. I think they're flat-footed. We see that in their uh, reaction to impeachment. What should have been a slam-dunk case after the Mueller report was turned over, you see them not really having a cohesive message. And I'm afraid, for the same set of circumstances, they're not governing in any way in the Congress as if they had the majority. And I think that sort of martial law scenario that you described is a plausibility. And with this president, who has shown he's willing to do anything, earlier this week, what did he say? You've been saying it all along. He joked about it. But he wasn't joking. He's not, I'm not going anywhere. He's not going. He I said it. Telling you got to believe him. Right. No, well, that's, that's already laying out itself out there for sure. I mean, there are a lot of people around town kind of joke about it, huh, huh, but they know <laughs> uh, that uh, there's a level of seriousness about it. But I think to your point about the 9-11 um, experience in this country, despite Trump, and, and I agree that there's been a lot of uh, breakdown with, with our intelligence community, they are doing an incredible job. The stuff that they stopped, Bill, the stuff that has not occurred... We don't hear about we it. We don't hear about it, uh, despite Trump, in spite of Trump, and the frustrations that a lot of those civil servants have uh, to do their job right now, they still get it done, and thank God for yes. them. So. Okay. Thank you, panel. It's time for New Rules. Stop telling me that my choice for a new security password I'm creating is weak. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. I don't need attitude from you. Besides, this isn't even my account. <laughs> new rule, instead of warning people that kissing a chicken might put you at risk for contracting salmonella, the CDC must mind its own goddamn business. <laughs> The life of a rural farmer is unfulfilling enough without you throwing a wet blanket on the foreplay. <laughs> New rule, Ashura, the Shiite Muslim holy day where pilgrims flagellate and cut themselves with swords, must be sponsored by Neosporin. <laughs> That's right, pilgrims, Neosporin. And when your imam says, but you don't have a festering wound, you can say... Exactly. <laughs> New rule, the Florida teenager who used her parents' ATM card to get money to hire someone to kill her parents should be ashamed of herself. <laughs> she had all summer to get a job and use her own money to hire a hitman, <laughs> but no, she expects everything to be done for her. If I were her parents, I would be furious. <laughs> New rule, you don't need to write, I love coffee on a coffee mug. We get that from the mug itself. Because you filled it with coffee. It's like writing, I have a small dick on your Ferrari. <laughs> and, <laughs> and finally, new rule, someone has to tell me, when did America decide to redesign its entire economy based on everyone rating everyone else? Every interaction doesn't have to be followed by a survey. Let's bring back, I give you money, you give me light bulbs, and we both go on with our lives. <laughs> Enough with the, was it good for you too? Look, I just want to fuck. <laughs> I don't want to talk about your good qualities and where you can improve, because you're not my girlfriend. You're Rotor-Rooter. <laughs> Snake my drain and move on. Amazon doesn't need to do a follow-up on every purchase. 
how did you like that shower curtain? Great, it blew my mind. <laughs> or when they ask, would you be willing to share your experience? Yes, let me get right on that. I was going to screw the wife after dinner, but let me sit down and type out a 300-word story about how much I liked your fucking cookie. <laughs> how many times, when you're on hold, have they asked you to stay on the line after the call to answer a survey? Why would I want to stay on the line after the call when I can't get someone on the line during it? <laughs> How would you rate your customer satisfaction? Oh, definitely a four. As in, for fuck's sake, leave me alone. <laughs> when, when did American business get so insecure? I, I was even asked recently to rate my experience in the airport bathroom. <laughs> which was poor. I did not meet a single Republican congressman. <laughs> But come on, it's an airport bathroom. What do you want me to say? Of all the urinal cakes I've ever pissed on. LaGuardia's are the finest. Why does Denny's need to be on Yelp? There's already a way to tell if Denny's sucks. There's a sign out front that says Denny's. <laughs> does everything have to be reviewed? People review salt. Cat says, five stars. I use daily with some food. <laughs> How about this? If you didn't like the way a company conducted its business, stop using it. This seemed to work for the first million years of commerce. <laughs> the practice of rewarding a company with repeat business or going somewhere else. And if enough customers did that, it would shut down and become a Halloween store. <laughs> People's jobs shouldn't depend on some rando judging them. And I don't want to narc on hardworking people and shitty jobs. Millennials might be into that because they love to judge. But count me out. If the waiter forgets my salad, I get over it. And I'll whip out my phone. Bitch, you're going down. <laughs> That's so true. Stop rating me. <laughs> I don't want to have to be on all the time. When I get into an Uber, I just want to chill out and enjoy the Armenian disco music. <laughs> I would give ten stars for just one honest Uber ride. Hi, I'm your Uber, Dan. I hate my life. <laughs> I'm your ride, Bill. I'm hungover, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> It's not a good mental space to be in, to constantly be asked to rate each other. We're supposed to be the freedom people. We're always being watched and tracked and rated. We're on camera at traffic lights and ringing doorbells at the ATM. We're being watched at gas stations and in elevators and parking lots. Married people complain they can't cheat anymore because cell phones and cars are now tracking devices. It's impossible to have an affair because Siri can't keep her fucking mouth shut. <laughs> I 
I don't want to become China, where they have a social credit system, where you get brownie points or demerits for your behavior, as it is observed by cameras and by your fellow citizens, almost like a financial credit score. Except it's on you, a human being, who sometimes has a bad day, but you can't ever have one now. Let's not go there. Which is why I have created a new site called Rottener Tomatoes. <laughs> where you can review the reviews of other reviewers. <laughs> I, I came up with that when I was stoned, and I'm going to give that weed a nice review. <laughs> Our show will be at the Smart Financial Center in Sugarland, Texas, September 21st, at the Civic Center Music Hall in Oklahoma City, September 22nd. I want to thank Fernand Namandi, Crystal Ball, Michael Steele, Barry Weiss, and Michael Moore. Stay tuned for Overtime on YouTube. Thank you. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10, or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.